0: <laughs> Hallelujah. That's why I've been seeking the Lord a lot here lately because I have another message that I will not get to preach tonight called the Temple Guard. And uh been seeking the Lord a lot and His grace and help for me to have control over my uh, eating spirit. And, uh, uh, oh, please, please don't. <laughs> Uh, but, and God, He gives us richly all things to enjoy and so, so many good things and all. I just thank the Lord for it. We've always had food, and some places, you know, they have to eat the same thing day in and day out. I even have mercy for dogs. I really do. Uh, the Bible says, A wise man, he looks well to the life of his beast. And we don't have dogs because they can be a headache and trouble right now. We had them growing up when the kids, uh, but. I can't stand it for dogs not to get treats, and I grew up with my mom and giving dogs table scraps. Did any of y'all grow up with that? They didn't just get this old same dog food all the time. But if I keep talking about that, then this sermon would be going to the dogs, so I don't want to uh, do that. <laughs> but um, praise the Lord, uh, that on the temple guard, uh, I, I maybe get to share that sometime. We know all know our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit, but... I think that that's one of the areas in the body of Christ that we have the least uh, area of knowledge and discipline in is how to seek God's grace to control our spirit to uh, can keep our body uh, in better health and so forth. And there's some very important elements on that. But tonight I want to preach on, originally I called it, I'm on the lookout. And I want to tell you, I was sort of a, uh, I don't take any credit because the bible said blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy and uh but what brother stephen was saying there is is i'm i tell you what i'm i'm on the lookout for somebody to bless i'm on the lookout for somebody to help i'm on the lookout for somebody to do something for i i mean that's been that's the way i guess god directed my ministry, you know, and sometimes it gets really, really difficult when you're dealing uh, with trying to help people, you know. But it's our calling, isn't it? It's something that God has called us to do. And I want to talk about. And so, what I'm going to be talking about tonight is is not uh, I wouldn't say any revelatory message for Victory Church because most of y'all have practiced this for so many years, and uh, <clears throat> this has been a, one of the great churches, I believe. Anywhere around to care for and help other people, but but we gonna ask the Lord to just turn up the temperature, uh, turn up our the degrees a little bit tonight in our life uh, in in some areas uh, to to make us to re- refocus us and make us conscious by the Holy Spirit and zeroing in on helping people. What we want to do is then put our put our life into the, invest our life into the life of others, and many of you have been doing that for a long time. And uh, I was just thinking, Brother Stephen, when he was talking a while ago, the Lord reminded me to say that, Brother Stephen, you were such a blessing to us uh, and your team when we moved back here in so many ways, uh, helping us with our house and uh, as we, you know, worked there and you all contributed things to help us in a lot of ways. And we appreciate that so very, very much. Praise the Lord. We love you. And I uh, just want you to get the mindset that you're all, as Brother Jerry says many times, ministers. We're all ministers for the Lord. And uh, But a new, just a new awareness that when you get up in the morning and get ready to go out, you're not just going to a job, you're going to be the Lord's servant. You're going to be the Lord's minister. And pray for opportunities that the Lord will bring along in your life. And be ready. Let us ask the Holy Spirit to make us ready to touch and bless other people wherever we go. Praise the Lord. I mean, a long time ago, the Lord put a little habit on my life that I always try to practice. It's just, just one area of little things. If I'm uh, on a parking lot somewhere and, and I see uh, a little something that I think someone could step on or trip on or something, I always try to pick it up and get it out of their way so that the next person coming along uh, will not maybe fall. You know, the Bible says, uh, how's it said over in Hebrews uh, uh, about the feeble knees, brother Donald. You probably know that verse. Lift up the ha- hands that hang down, the feeble knees, and all that sort of thing. But, but anyway, it's important. So, and brother Donald read this verse, I believe, a little earlier. If if I can find it, uh, I was looking for it a while ago. I'll just quote it. Uh, it's in Matthew chapter, uh, chapter five. Where what verse is that, brother, Don- brother Donald? Sixteen. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Fifteen and six. Fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. 15, uh, well, 16, it says, Ye are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. And why? To glorify your Father which is in heaven." So, we want our light, we don't want to be thinking so much about ourselves so much of the time that we're really not letting our light shine. And then, if you turn to Matthew chapter 9, verses 36 through 38, it says, Jesus, when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion. So, the first thing I want us to emphasize tonight is, Lord, increase the intensity of my heart of compassion of my heart of compassion for others. The Bible says he was moved with compassion. And so, do you do you feel that, that moving of you? Do you hurt with other people? Do you sense their pain when they're going through it? Uh, you know, do you maybe lay awake at night bearing the pain that other people are carrying, being that intercessor that they need you to be? The world is in such a terrible mess. People in such terrible conditions. There's so much... Awful and terrible things happening. Like the Lord said, it was going to be at the end of the age. We know it's going to be bad. And, and he said these things are going to come upon the earth. But every single person is important to God. So he said, he said he was moved with compassion. Why? Because they fainted. Now we're here together serving God, building each other up. That's what we're supposed to do because we do not want to faint. The Bible says, let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall faint. I, I mean, we, you know, we will if we don't pray. We shall reap if we faint not. Amen. We'll reap if we faint not. He spake a parable of them that man ought always to pray and not to faint. And so uh, we we he said he saw the people out there and they were just fainting. That means that uh, they were just tottering toward nothingness. And, and they were just being knocked about and carried about in so many different ways. And we know this is true of people. I wrote down a list here of people that are out there. That, and I just put the letter D with so many of them. People that are damaged, people that are disillusioned, people that are uh, have been degraded and dismissed, people that have been deserted and disowned, people that have been downtrodden and discarded and dominated, dis- people that are disoriented and depreciated and defeated, and, you know, the, the, and then you get to the defiant people and the, the, Disgusting and depraved people, but all of them are valuable to God. And, and you know, your heart has to hurt for people if you're going to be a servant. When the Lord moved about among the people, what was the time and again the thing that it says about Him? It was the compassion that drove Him. The compassion in His, in His heart, the, that the, that the Father God put into His heart, the Holy Spirit wants to keep in our heart the compassion to feel the pain of others because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And sheep are so, helpless and so defenseless without that shepherd. And we know that He is the great shepherd but we know that our lives have also have a shepherding effect. The people that God brings into our lives, you know it, it, there's so many sheep, If you, uh, so many st- stories about sheep, if you study it, you know if a sheep gets heavy with wool and, and it gets laid down and gets sort of on its back, it will lay right there and die. There's nothing it can do. It can't get up. It can't get itself up off uh, off the ground. It has to have someone to come along and lift it up and help get it off its back or it will perish right there in that condition. And so Jesus was moved with this compassion. And so we need to be moved because He said they fainted. They were scattered abroad just wandering, just uh, easy prey for what the enemy, not only to to get on their back or to something happen, but for the enemy to come in to to destroy that, that sheep that's just isolated and off on its own without the care of a shepherd. And so there's the tragedy of the human condition. Let's look at a little verse over here in Zechariah chapter 7 and verse 9. If I can find the little book of Zechariah, I didn't look this verse up before I came to speak tonight, but I think it's going to say something that I want to say. Zechariah chapter 7 and verse 9. It says this, it says, and the verse 8, the word of the Lord came unto Zechariah saying, thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, "...execute true judgment, and show mercy and compassions every man to his brother. And oppress not the widow, nor the fatherless, the stranger, nor the poor." And let none of you imagine evil against his brother in your heart. You know, we all have that come up at times. We have something come up about our brother. Well, we're going to think this, and the enemy puts a thought in our heart about our brother. We, like other temptations, we have to, in the name of Jesus, subdue that thought and say, No, I will not accept that thought against my brother or my sister in the Lord. And so Jesus was moving with this compassion for all these troubled people. And so we have to go out of our way to help people. It says that Jesus was a friend of sinners. He ate with publicans and sinners. Now, I know in the church we're supposed to be overcoming sin, but out in the world we're supposed to be big-time friends with sinners. We're supposed to reach out and touch them, as the old ad used to say, I believe it was Southeastern Bell, reach out and touch someone, or maybe the Yellow Pages. We want to always be reaching out to touch someone, glory to God. And so, we want that compassion tonight. We want to ask the Lord to uh, intensify the heart of compassion inside of us. The heart that wants to just reach out and help people come into the heart of God. And I know, as I said, this church, is you have that, but we just want to increase it. Amen. Increase it more and more for the Lord. And secondly, going right along with it is the heart of caring. The heart of caring. And these are all part of the same thing. Isaiah chapter 58. And the Lord's talking to His people. This is a powerful chapter in the Bible. And He says, uh, talking about a special kind of fast. And He said, uh, He said, Is not this the fast that I have chosen? A special kind of fast. To loose the bands of wickedness. To undo the heavy burdens. And to let the oppressed go free. And that ye break every yoke. Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, and that you bring the poor that are cast out to thy house, when you see the naked, that you cover him, and that you hide not thyself from thine own flesh? Now, it may not be easy to do these things. We've had to bring people to our home at times and, you know, and help them maybe stay a little while or get cleaned up or something like that. We we don't do that in our culture like cultures used to, but we still ought to be reaching out. And when we see someone poor, you know, I, I can't help but uh, people say, well, what if they spend it for the wrong reason? If I move with compassion sometime, I just I just give it to them in the name of Jesus. I may not have much to give, but I want to be careful. Counted among the number that blesses the poor, I want to be counted among the number that's reaching out there to let them know in the name of Jesus I care for them. I always try to say I give you this in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, you know, thank God we're not beggars. Thank God we don't have to beg. But some people, they're not beyond that in their life, and they need that help. And so we need that heart of caring. Look at let's look at Psalm 19 and verse 17. So, well, I want to finish reading here in Isaiah 58. He said, "If you do these things," and this is an amazing, a, amazing statement here. He said, "If he said, if you do these things, then your light will break forth as the morning." And your health shall spring forth speedily. And your righteousness shall go before thee. The glory of the Lord shall be the reward. And you shall call and the Lord will answer. You'll cry and He'll say, Here I am. If thou take away from thee the midst of the yoke, the putting forth of the finger, and speaking vanity, and draw out your soul to the hungry, and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall thy light rise in obscurity, and thy darkness be as the noonday. And the Lord shall guide thee when? Continually. And satisfy your soul in drought, and make fat thy bones, and you be like a watered garden. And like a spring of water whose waters fail not. And then he goes on. Hey, I think that's some pretty powerful promises, don't you? I think that's worth having. Uh, you know, I mean, it's not always it, yes, it's prayer and seeking the Lord but a lot of times it's just, I mean just where the rubber meets the road nitty gritty. Get down there in the dirt with the sinners and the lost and the helpless and the hopeless uh, and the poor and the needy. Just get down there with them and love them. Uh, just get down there with the dirty. Get down there with the stinking. Get down there with all of them uh, and help to raise them up. They need to be raised up. Every one of them is valuable in the sight of God. He loves them all. And none of us are any better than any of them. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Then, so let's go over to Psalm 41.1. Psalm 41.1 it says these words. There's some powerful promises that sometime in the Bible it's easy for us to overlook. And I think I shared a few of these sometime back. But it says blessed is he that considers the poor the Lord will deliver him in time of trouble the Lord will preserve him and keep him alive and he'll be blessed upon the earth and you will not deliver him into the will of his enemies the Lord will strengthen him upon the bed of languishing make all of his bed in his sickness Powerful promises. Amen. Hallelujah to God. Look at uh, Proverbs chapter 19 and verse 17. I'm on, the latter part of this message, I'm going to read quite a few verses. So y'all, y'all move along speedily with me if you want to turn. Proverbs 19 and 17, it says these words. Uh, he that hath pity upon the poor... Lendeth to the Lord. This does not mean we're, we're supporting poverty. It does not mean we we not expect poverty. We expect blessing. And the Lord lift us up and bless us. Amen. As we give to the Lord. We expect. But many poor people, they, they've been not giving to the Lord much of their life. They, don't, they, they never have so much seed. You know, they're just trying to make it from day to day. And they, they need to be taught how to give to the Lord. Hey, if you don't have much to start with, start where you're at. Give some. Give a little. Start giving. Praise God. He that hath pity on the Lord, poor lends to the Lord, and that which he hath given he will pay him again. Proverbs twenty-one and thirteen says, "This is a this is an unusual verse here." Whoso stops his ears at the cry of the poor, he shall cry himself, but shall not be heard. My, my, my. I try not to pass up too many people. Now I don't have a lot of funds, so I can't give a lot, but, but you know, this, this is pretty strong stuff here. I'm just driving along. Or I see somebody poor. They come along and I don't have time uh, to bother with that or anything like that. And, and, you know, that's pretty serious because the Lord says we can become, in some areas of our life, we can be, be hardened, you know. We can get hardened to things uh, of other people in the condition. And, and they may be in that condition for a bad reason, you know. But if we don't show them love, how are they ever going to be encouraged to come out of the bad reason they're in that condition? Praise God. And so there's the heart of the caring like the good Samaritan, like the people who passed by, the religious people. They were religious, you know, and they passed by one on one side and one on the other. I'm sure they looked down there at this man half dead and said, Oh, what a shame, what a shame. But I think it was a Jew down in the ditch, wasn't it? Uh, one that the Samaritans didn't normally have anything to do with. And uh, like the woman at the well that Jesus went to, but the Samaritan came along... He got down in the ditch with him. Amen. He lifted him up and put him on his beast and carried him to an end. And he took care of him until he could recover. You think that man ever forgot that? You think that he appreciated that? Amen. Thank God it wasn't the religious leaders that did that. So this heart of caring is going to seek to do what? Build people, bolster their life, befriend them. We're going to make friends with these people. Jesus was a friend of sinners. We're going to help bear their load, show them we care. We're going to bandage them like He did. We're going to seek to benefit them and beckon them to come to the Lord. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 50 and verse 4 gives us these words. Isaiah chapter 50, and this is, ought to be a prayer of our life. It says, The Lord God hath given me, thank you Jesus, the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. He wakeneth morning by morning, he waketh mine ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God hath opened mine ear, and I was not rebellious, neither turned away back. So, why so might I have a word to speak to the person that is down and weary and needs to be bolstered and helped by me? Uh, I was thinking about this some time back, you know, the giving to the poor. Um, uh, I think about it in I believe it 's second Corinthians chapter nine, where it says the church, the people that were going through a great trial of affliction. Now this is the verses we usually and rightfully so uh, in the context used to say, uh, God loves a cheerful giver, and uh, he that soweth bountifully shall reap uh, bountifully, but, but you know what the whole context of that chapter is about is it was for the offering they were taking for the poor saints at Jerusalem. This was not regular tithes and offerings that Paul was talking about here in this chapter. Although we know that applies as we give in any area to the church, but if you go back to the first of the chapter, he's talking about the offering that they had committed. He said they were willing of themselves and beyond themselves in a great trial of uh, monetary affliction that they were going through. They just dug deeper and deeper. Their brothers and sisters in Jerusalem, maybe they, I don't know if it's famine or what, I hadn't gone back to study that out. I I don't know what all it was going on there, but they said, we have got to help our brothers and sisters in Jerusalem. And so that whole context of that chapter is about the offering for the poor saints at Jerusalem. And so I like it when we say, you know, we do need to give tithes and offerings and alms and and, and all of those things and and missionaries and those that are spreading the gospel. You know, y'all may not think, y'all may not think, Ain't that pretty feet? I can take my socks off if y'all want me to. (laughs) The Bible says how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace that bring good tidings of great things. Oh, praise the Lord. You witnesses, you people, ministers of the gospel, we have the feet of Jesus going where he wants us to go hallelujah, that heart of carrying glory to god now let 's turn and read uh, in matthew twenty five thirty five through thirty nine you all know this passage of scripture, but I just want to hit it again, and i got to get to that last point just a few minutes matthew twenty five thirty five it says uh, let's see yeah matthew Oh, Verse 34, then will the king say to those on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, and inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. I was hungry, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. You know, we had a lady right next to us that recently she got down in bed. And she couldn't even get up and walk for weeks. And there uh, wasn't anybody there. And I just said to Dell, I said, We just. We just got to share, share some, some, some of our meals with her. I said, you know, we just, I mean, we have to. And so for several weeks there, you know, we we had to try to help her. And she's had some surgery since then and been uh, with her parents. And she's making some progress, you know. But she could have got a little something every day through uh, maybe, maybe her son or somebody at work. But, but, but I knew that we had something that, that she could enjoy during the time. Amen. He said, I was hungry and you gave me meat. I was thirsty. You gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in naked and you clothed me. Sick, you visited me. I was in prison and you came. And then shall the righteous say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed or thirsty and drink? He said, When saw we th- like this? And the king shall answer and say, Verily, I send you in as much as you've done it to one of the least my brethren, you've done it unto me. Amen. Brother Jesse, how long y'all been going to prison, brother? 30 years. Is that. That's not something that a lot of people know about, different things like that. But you all seen a lot of people saved, had not you, Brother Jesse? 30 years. That's what you call staying faithful, Brother. And I commend you and thank you for it. Now, Brother Jesse calls me Evangelist Willis. I don't know why he does that. And I preached a lot of revival back when I was young. But he said, hey, Evangelist, how you doing? <laughs> so that's okay with me. I praise the Lord. I want to be someone to help people get saved. Amen. All right, last of all, we want to have the heart of charity, the heart of compassion, the heart of caring, and they all run together. The heart of charity. And y'all are going to have to read with me right quick here on some verses. Romans uh, 15, 1 through 3. Romans 15, 1 through 3. Let me turn and read. I'm going to have to put this up. car now. This message is fixing to go in overdrive. <laughs> Okay, okay. Romans 15 says, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached. And, uh, no, that's Corinthians. I'm too far over. Romans. I'll get there. We then that are strong, so we, some of us got to be strong, amen. The Lord said in 1 John to, but to the young men, He said, you are strong, young men, and you've overcome the wicked one. We that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak. How do you bear their infirmities? You get in there with them. You feel their pain. You carry, You help them carry that load. You let them know that you're there to help them carry that load. That you're bearing them up. And not to please ourselves. That's can get overblown in our lives. Pleasing ourselves. Let every one of us please his neighbor for his good edification. For even Christ... Please not himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of them that reproach thee, Father, fell on me. And so we need this heart of caring. Look at Romans chapter twelve and verse ten. It's already talked about uh, earlier in our prayer time for Brother Bread. It says Be kindly affectioned one to another in brotherly love, in honor, preferring one another. When we come to church, we've got to put forth that effort, had not we? To love one another. We've got to let each other know we love each other. That we care for each other. That that's so important. That we want to bless each other. Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14. Let's turn and read there right quick. Colossians chapter 3, verse 12, it says, Put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, kindness, Humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. What does that mean? It means just what it says, suffering long. You say, well, I don't want to put up this person anymore. You've got to keep bearing with them. have to keep going through some of the mess with them. If you're going to have the nature and character of Jesus. Forbearing, tolerating, putting up with one another, and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye and above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. Glory to God. A heart of charity. A heart. And I don't have time to read all these, but we have to have charity in our talk. We have to have charity in the way we treat people. We have to have charity in our tenderness toward others. I've got a number of verses for each one of these in the task that we perform to show our love to each other. Hallelujah to God talks about gracious words and pleasant words and about a man's words being gracious and the fact that the psalmist said thy gentleness hath made me great and Della knows my nature sometimes is uh, is not to be gentle and even when you're pastoring and working with people through the years and you try and try to help them sometimes you can become harsh you can speak to people harshly in the wrong way and you have to go back and make that right and correct it in the eyes of God and with the person because as I said not long ago on Wednesday night I believe when there's closing you can do a right thing a wrong way so Lord give us that heart of charity give us that heart that has a soft answer we have great examples with that in our leadership here and and God knows that that love Brother Jerry and Sister Elaine and Brother Jerry's love example has been an example for so many people through the years glory be to God and so I don't have time to deal with much more of this it says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 15 uh, verse uh, 14 it says these words now we exhort you brethren warn them that are unruly yes that has to happen comfort the feeble minded support the weak be patient toward all men see that none render evil for evil unto any man but ever follow that which is good both among yourselves and to all men yeah I just wish you know a few more minutes I could read these but it says the words of a wise man's mouth are gracious in Ecclesiastes chapter 10 and verse 12 so with our talk, with our treatment, with our tenderness toward others, Lord, give us that heart of charity more and more. That, as Paul said, your love toward each other abounds. Give me that heart of compassion, Lord. Give me that heart of caring. Lord, give me that heart of charity. Lord, let me bring people into my circle that know that I'm genuinely caring and trying to help them any possible way I can. Amen. Amen. Yes, Lord, help me live from day to day in such a self-forgetful way that even when I kneel to pray, my prayer will be for others. Others, Lord, yes, others. Let this, my motto be, help me to live for others that I might live like Thee. Let's stand to our feet. Praise the Lord. As I said, I know this is a loving church, a caring church and all that but if you want to just say in our closing prayer to the night tonight to the holy spirit lord as we always pray for more lord intensify my love intensify my sensitivity to other people intensify lord my compassion lord put more compassion in my heart father god Give me, Lord, your heart of compassion in a greater degree. Uh, I I mean, I'm not just asking you to just come to fill the altars. But if you would like to make that a special prayer, as our closing prayer. Uh, Lord, you would want to intensify these things in your life. Just come on down here with us and we'll close in prayer for those things.